That's alright, it makes me feel good when I'm the extra, extra, extra large condoms. underpants. Oh, you said condoms? <laughs> Those two. I wore a well, 7XL no, condom. <laughs> Sometimes on my penis. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their funny, sexy, and fascinating stories as they take us on their journey. Sit back, relax, and just accept the fact that your time with us will be spent in an awkward turmoil of laughter and arousal. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. If that kind of thing offends you, we suggest that you keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, you either need to stop listening or go get your parents and listen as a family. The choice is yours. Enjoy! Welcome to Episode 7 of the Normalizing Non-Monogamy Podcast. My name is Emma. And mine is Finn. (laughs) And today, we have some celebrities in the world of podcasting with us. Yes. C&D from Swinging Down Under. Uh, Join us all the way from Singapore. Uh... It was like basically dawn here when we It was we like talked. five AM when we did this interview. And so <laughs> we're a little extra sluggish. I know I can be a bit monotonous, but we did our best. We warmed up at about minute fifty two. So <laughs> I think we weren't that so bad. stick around and listen to the whole thing. Um we had a lot of fun with them and we just wanted to tell them thank you for coming on the show and sharing some awesome insight with us. Yep, and we also have one more review that we wanted to read really quickly uh, from iTunes. This one was from somebody, one of our Twitter followers, and they say, Just finished episode five. Frankly, all of them are very well done. Episode two really knocked my socks off. I've been listening to Lifestyle Podcasts for three plus years and have not heard some of the advice Taylor and Ryan shared. Emma and Finn are really good interviewers and that that have their stock questions but go elsewhere when the conversation warrants it. Plus, their humor shines and, I believe, helps their guests get more comfortable and go deeper. Even the theme song they chose is delightfully whimsical. That's one way to put it. <laughs> we, we literally picked, like, the worst song we could, so it... We... It's growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, real quick before we jump into the show, we don't have a whole lot to say, but we just wanted to remind people... Show notes that cover all of the resources that we talk about in this episode and all episodes are on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can reach out to us there on Twitter, on Cassidy. Um, We're pretty much everywhere, and we're happy to hear from anyone and everyone. So don't be afraid to say hi, and we'll jump right into the interview. Sounds good. We are here with... uh, some swinger celebrities in our books, at least, um, coming all the way around the world with us are swinging down under C and D, right? And yeah. Well, you got it in one. Get I, it, guys. I, I know. Mean, and the celebrity status was a nice addition. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> entirely true, but thank you. Yeah, we're we're, but, we'll we're buttering that. you guys up. So, and they're, yeah. they're flirting with us. It's I'm awesome. actually just concerned about what the next question's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no reason to be stressed. <laughs> that's, that's our job. Yeah, that's our job. So I guess for anybody who is not familiar with you guys, do you mind introducing yourselves and uh, just maybe mentioning real quick why you're celebrities and uh, how you guys approach the non-monogamy in just a general sense of it? And we'll dive into it a little deeper as we go on. 
Yeah, sure. So we are C&D. We are from the podcast Swinging Down Under. We are a lifestyle podcast and we talk about everything uh, ethically non-monogamous on our podcast as well as some humiliating, uh, if you've listened to us, uh, episodes that not, we have in the last Not for me, just humiliating for her. It's mostly me. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I do some stupid shit. And vaginas. Hard work. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I'm... 33, D is 42, we are from Australia, hence the name Swinging Down Under, but we now live in Asia. So we travel all around Asia, around the world, and uh, we do practice ethical non-monogamy really whenever we get the chance to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been doing this now for about four years. Mm -hmm. Um, We started our relationship nine years ago, so... It took us a little bit of time to lay that foundation, I suppose, as to us being comfortable with that. Um, and also it took a little bit of time for C to stop losing her shit at me. <laughs> oh, actually, no, that's not true. She still loses her shit I was going to say, has she, has she ever stopped? <laughs> no, no. That was a, I got a stockpile, yeah. like a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> She's just throwing <laughs> random turds in my direction. <laughs> So how, when you guys uh, when you guys got into this to start with, how did that conversation come up, and who who approached it? Uh, who approached who about it? Whom? I don't know. This isn't an English podcast, so <laughs> who approached who? Oh, yeah, you guys it can't are American. Be. You've got Australians on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that was actually. I mean, we've mentioned this a few times, but I I find it interesting to talk about because of the fact that. I think a lot of people assume that there's this drive to be with somebody else or a drive to explore other people. Um, Whereas actually when we had the conversation, it was about our sexual experiences and being together in a relationship. We are interested in pushing each other to do the best we possibly can in life, the universe and everything, career, friendships, whatever that may be. Uh, sporting stuff and he, sporting stuff. he came home one day <laughs> and he said let's talk about our progression let's talk about a relationship and what do you want to achieve sexually and do you, what do you want to achieve this is not a gold medal scenario we're not a we're, i mean right now are we like bronze what are, where are we at are you telling me i'm not going to get a gold Oh, no, your platinum work. Flip this table. Bam. <laughs> that nice recovery. Yeah. Didn't even need a backpedal. But that was it. Um, we had a conversation about sexual exploration and what we wanted to explore, and I couldn't answer him. I mean, how was... Sexual fantasies. Yeah. You didn't have any. Didn't have any. And we started Googling. Um, I literally Googled sexual fantasies. Um, <laughs> I can relate to that. Did, I can see him. You yeah, should see right? our Google history. It's a Yeah, my Google history is like, what should be on my five-year plan? DVP. <laughs> <laughs> Anal fisting. Exactly. They're all on there. A lot of how-to. And uh, so I started Googling. We started watching porn. We watched Playboy Swing. And then we decided to go to a swingers club, essentially. And here we are. Yeah, it took a little bit, few steps from there to here. But... Oh, I'm super simplifying that. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> Well, it's, it's nice. It sounds like it came from a place of wanting to better the other person, not not make them better, but have them get the best of themselves and find the best for that person rather than, I think a lot of times you hear like, I want the threesome with another girl and that got us down this road. And not that that's a bad way to approach it, but it's nice to hear a different spin on that, that it was, 
I wanted you to experience the best you could and the most you could and tell me what those things are and that that started the conversation of what what the hell are those things that I want? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, we just had a discussion about this recently where we aired the fact that C has had some pretty shitful life experience when it comes to sex and her sexuality. So I was, see shitful about it. I'm just, I feel like hashtag shitful is going to be on Twitter tonight. Yeah, shitful. (laughs) So I really wanted, I mean, I knew there was more to see in terms of, her in a her in a lover, I suppose the best way to put it, the best way I can put it, because I don't have a vocabulary. But she, there was more to her, so I wanted her to actually not go through life and miss out on some of the things that mm. could be good for her as well, and fun for her, and fun for us, of course, as a side effect of that. But I think we've gotten a long way down that track. I think there's been a lot of changes in in her, and it's really fulfilling almost for me to see the change that has come in her sexuality and her self-confidence and all that side of it is actually much more interesting to me than the sex which is why it's super important what you guys are doing because you empower people to have the peace of mind and the non-judgmental space to actually even consider what they want to you know what what do they want sexually right Good right. for you guys. Yeah, well, it's that part of, I guess, society in general that you're not encouraged to talk about that very often. And I, I can relate to see, you know, not having fantasies just maybe just in, that's not been a focus a lot of times in our society. And I think having those conversations within a relationship or just with friends even is, is really important. Being having open people that you can talk to about yeah. that. And I, I think one of the bigger fights if you could call them fights that we have around this is something that, that D said was his goal was he knew that there was more to you that he was seeing and he wanted to see that. And that the thing that we have happen all the time is I'm like, what do you want? Like you have to want something, you know, if I wasn't here and you could do anything you want, what would it be? Let's go do that thing. Cause I want you to experience it. And it's like, I don't know. I got to figure that out. And I'm like, <laughs> Ah, we'll, we'll figure it out because I want to go do it. <laughs> I want you to go do right. it. And, but but no, it's so true, though. I mean, Emma, if you're thinking about your time with Finn, I mean, I'm sure there's probably been many times, Finn, when you've said to Emma, like, what's your next step in your career? Where do we want to move to next? Where do we want to travel to next? And, and also your your coupledom as well. You know, there's some, some obvious steps to that. It's like, okay, we've been married, we've been together for a while and, you know, I really love this person, so I'm going to propose to them. And that becomes engagement. There's, there's a natural progression to life, but yep. sexuality is something that society seems to believe that it should be the same. Exactly. When you first start it, you know, losing your virginity at prom all the way through. Sorry, I you totally said prom. Amer- I totally Americanized that. <laughs> you did. We don't have prom in Australia. We no don't. such thing as prom. Yeah. No, we don't do that. We just, we just fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's not a special event. Anything. You just do it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just, so um, it's interesting, though. There's no 
there's a few things in life that our parents never teach us about or they do but sometimes accidentally money's certainly one of them emotional intelligence is another you know it's you you're gifted this from your parents they never actually sit down with you and trying to explain through your emotional state or their emotional state generally i i'm absolutely generalizing and the last one is sexuality you know like i think it's becoming more of a conversation now but historically and i'm going to show my age here but if i look back to the you know when i was going through puberty in the fucking 80s um (laughs) it's I was, oh, I was getting born. We need to cut that shit out. Um, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. You know, I was thrown a book, you know, like, just read this. You'll be fine. It, this is what a vagina is. It doesn't talk about, though, that's an anatomy lesson, not yeah. a sexuality lesson. Very different yeah. thing. Yeah. Which the anatomy and, and part I think of I, it is. Just changing. Yeah. yeah. So I think the anatomy part of it is important, but the other sexuality yeah. part of it is equally important. And that can change over your lifetime, too. You know, something that you were interested in when you were 20 or 25, it can be very different from when you were 40 or 45. So. So being that the goal was to explore each other's fantasies and wishes and desires, have you guys what have you discovered about that? What have you found as you've gone through this that, that you've discovered about yourselves and about each other that you weren't necessarily aware of when you got started? Well, certainly for me, I kick this off with the stereotypical male idea of, oh, let's see two ladies in front of me, you know, or with me. And very quickly even without exposure to that i very quickly realized four is better (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's actually no room it's we've tried it no hang on it comes down to penis size and and unfortunately i'm a three girl penis that's the best i can do i'm you know i'm not that you can't get four mouths on my penis can't work yeah so i came into the lifestyle thinking about that as certainly as part of it but what I quickly realized is, I suppose somewhat like you, I, I was very quickly much more excited by the idea of see with uh, another man. So that has kind of become not a focus, but certainly a, a, probably a, a deep core to what we are involved in the lifestyle. And certainly even now with the, with the couples we play with, I, I would never think about playing with a couple that, the guy was not interesting to you or, or unable to be with you for other means. You know, I think you know exactly. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. What about, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, stop it. What, I mean, their, their question is a good one. Like, it's not just about what you thought you would want sexually and now what you want, but what about things like the fact that we have delved in BDSM? We've bought you more sex toys. I mean, we've we've kind of gone further into exploring all things sexuality are you going to put an inflection on that so it becomes a question i mean on all things sexuality (laughs) (laughs) so yeah absolutely i mean we've experimented with things that i never thought certainly i'd be playing around with in a long-term you know marriage style relationship whatever you want to call that so yes there's been a lot of changes, a lot of understandings in terms of what you and I are interested in. Yeah. 
Okay. Does that adequately answer your inflective no, it's, it's question? It's all right. I mean, it's, it's, well, it's the best I can do. For me, um, for me I, it's funny because uh, I've been really – Sorry, I only really, got half of the story. There's more coming. Yeah, I've been really inspired lately on the whole, you know, what Emma was saying earlier, the, the peace of mind and the space to allow yourself to even think about what you want. And I don't think that you just kind of grow knowing that. I think it's it's an exploration, but you need to take very particular steps to even explore that. You know, I don't think you can just say, this is what I want uh, and I'm going to go out and seek it. I think you need to try something and find it either interesting or not so for me with the light bdsm stuff that we've done was interesting because i just found out that i'm actually a switch i didn't know what that terminology meant when we first started but essentially i like did you figure that out until somebody actually said the word switch and then explained to you exactly and that's the beauty of talking to people is that you find out that there was times when I like to dominate a little bit or times when I like to be dominated. A little bit. Um, <laughs> and there's times when we're exploring different uh, sex toys or different positions or different ideas or thoughts and we stumble upon things and it's great. Or other times we give it a go and we say, not for me. Yeah. Um, we may revisit that in a couple of years and say, actually, it is for me now. But uh, I think that's one of the curious things about my exploration was I didn't realize the full depth of what was available out there and what you can explore. And even now I'm still learning and there's new things that come along and I'm like, ah, that's interesting. I'll give that a go. Yeah. I was going to say, see that I can definitely relate to what you just said, you know, for all of it, like it's, it's an exploration. And I think that's part of why, having an open relationship of some sort, even just the conversation is so empowering. And it has given me a lot of more confidence over time too, because you have the opportunity to explore and think about things that you might not have otherwise. It sounds like the, the progression for you guys wasn't so much that you started talking about all the ways you could maybe spice things up in terms of the toys and the different, things and then you found non-monogamy it sounds more like non-monogamy was almost the one of the first steps and then that has opened you guys up to bdsm and kink and different toys and different tools to bring in is that a a fair assessment of the sort of the progression that you guys took yeah i think that's a fair point because I mean, we didn't have also some of the tools available to us. I mean, we went to our secret spot in Sydney, a swingers club, and they have a St. Andrew's cross there and they have whips available. We didn't have that in our house. They have a sex swing. We didn't have that in our house. So I think that, yes, definitely the lifestyle has afforded us the ability to explore all these things and then make that decision. Do we like it? Do do we not? Um, And also you, I mean, we've managed to be around some people who are, you know, hardcore into some of these things. So you've, you've almost get some professionals around you. Yeah. Some some mentors. Yeah. Well, some people who, who enjoy certain aspects of their sexuality and they're willing to expose you to that at the level that you're willing to be exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, the reason I brought that up is because I think one of the main reasons you like some light BDSM and probably a little light flogging is because um, TL or the law 
from OSS did such a good job in inducting you to that by, you know, how he actually was involved with you in, in the flogging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, also just through talking to people, like Dita said, you know, you, you meet different people who like different things. Uh, additionally, you meet people who, I mean, Emma mentioned it earlier, the ability to talk to your girlfriend about sex. I mean, I talk I talk and share my sex toys with my girlfriends. I'm like, hey, have you tried this new thing? Here it is. Give it a go. So I think even that after in itself. After a thorough washing. After it gets washed. And so even, even that, you know, having that freedom to talk about this within your own relationship but possibly within other relationships opens up this whole element and world that maybe you didn't know about. And so... We've explored more because of the lifestyle, because of the people we talk to. It's really interesting to hear your take on that because I think certainly for the guys, a lot of this stuff is things that we've been exposed to at some point along, you know, in terms of our friends have spoken about it or something like that. I just don't feel that ladies have the same, I'm going to say locker room talk as what guys do. I'm going to call you to task on that though. Um. Since we joined the lifestyle also, I have been very active in buying D sex toys. I buy them, we use them, I critique them. And I break of, them. He breaks them. Some of them we like, some of them we don't like, some of them I really enjoy using on him, others he uses on himself and it's not so much of an enjoyment for me. I mean, so you just said that's locker talk. Tell me how many sex toys you bought before we were together. None. And I ask you the same question in reverse. How many... No, that's not the same question at all. It's a totally different question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How many times do you think I've used the sex toys since then? Because one of the lovely things about ladies is they're quite self-cleaning, whereas sex toys are not. I think you use them when I use them on you. <laughs> yes, of course, and I really enjoy that. But um, I think they're just – male sex toys are hard work. Yeah, that's a difference though. Yeah. That is a difference. So since we're doing the lifestyle, not only am I exploring my own sexuality, but I'm kind of also forcing you to by oh, purchasing yeah. the sex toys and using them on him. Forcing, yeah, yeah good, good term. I mean, you, I get you consent are first. Forcing, yeah. yeah, constantly. Yeah, it was part of your Just wedding vows, right? Consensually yeah, exactly. forcing. I, I allow C to force <laughs> me into any sex toy exploration till death do us part. <laughs> exactly. Correct. Exactly. So when you guys, yeah. okay, I was like, when you guys first started, did you have rules laid out and that you wanted to follow and have those evolved over time? Yeah, and what and maybe building on that, what does the progression look like for you guys in terms of did you know? It sounds like you're more in the on the side of swinging, but has that evolved and what did that actually look like as you guys got into it? So to talk about a little bit about our rules I guess when we first started we did come at this having been in a relationship for a while you I think you're more inclined to very much consider the effect this is going to have on your relationship and as such you kind of set these like hard and fast must do this must do that must not do this don't do that and for us it was um the rules were really same same room play that was a big one for us and there were rules around things about the events we went to. So we didn't kind of start with this blanket rule. 
But on the first event, for example, we started as this rule of we're going as wallflowers, we're going to do anything. And what happened very quickly was I kissed a lady and then... And a man. And a man. And then what happened was Dee and I walked away with Dee saying, well, you broke that rule. And we kind of threw it all out the window after that point and we decided that we were very much situational and we would kind of discuss and communicate and work our way through these events as they came about and not have these black and white regulations. And we're, we're still not entirely great at this, but I don't think you'll ever reach a, a level of perfection. So we, I try or we try to drag each other away sometimes to find out exactly what's going on in each other's minds, although certainly we have gotten better at understanding that just through non-verbal cues and things like that. But we're still a long way away from perfection. It, you know, we, I st- well, mainly me, I have to be honest. I, generally, it's me who sees the, uh, the, the story going a different way and C will have to wheel me back in. Yeah, so it's not exactly like um, rules, but the progression we have experienced about the play style um, as well hasn't really been, like we never came into this saying we're going to be a soft swap couple and then, hey, later we're going to be a full swap couple or you can't kiss her and then maybe later, okay, it's okay to kiss a lady. We we never came at it from that uh, direction. We kind of thought, well, let's discuss everything. Nothing is on the table until it's on the table and that was the consent even within each other in our relationship that, that we agreed to, I guess, and still do to this day. Yeah, I, I really kind of don't like this whole stepwise procedure that a lot of swingers have in their mind, you know, whether, well, we start as same room with another couple, then we progress to soft swap, and then we progress to full swap, and then we progress to potentially poly or whatever, no, sorry, um, uh, separate room play and then poly or things like that. I've never really wanted our relationship to be a stepwise process, you know, so. Yeah, because sometimes we will, uh, we're very much situational. Sometimes we will full swap. Sometimes we won't, you know. Um, we want the freedom to make that decision on each occasion as it kind of comes about. Yeah, and I think we were kind of taken surprise by the full swap side of things we, we weren't really expecting that either we weren't expecting that we were going to find that interesting and then all of a sudden bam we did because we found a couple that we were really into so it just depends on for us it's case by case night by night that's really what it comes down to yeah i think that's refreshing too because it's it is sort of a continuum and just because one day you did full swap that doesn't mean Every day here on out, you will be full swapping with people. And I think that's important to remember is you can do what feels right to you that day or that minute. You know, you could go into it saying, yeah, I want to full swap with these people. And then you get there and the clothes come off. And you're like, ah, I think I'm rather just cuddle. I mean, you can do anything you want. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. And, and the really good people we found along the way are the people who will allow you to be whoever you are that night. Right. Yeah. that day you know today i'm not interested in playing i just want to hang out with you guys because i enjoy your company and your open mindset and then other times it's like well let's you know we t- it's a booty call scenario almost you know do you- 
I'm not sure whether you guys just had <laughs> one of the joys in living in Singapore is occasionally they have some jet fighters flying overhead. You can totally leave that in there, though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So in that same vein, have you guys experienced, and not necessarily horror stories, but hurdles and, and growing pains along the way that you've had to overcome and and tackle and figure out as you go that there have been maybe hiccups along the way? And, and how did you do that? How did you approach those and overcome them? Yeah, so hurdle-wise, I mean, I think there's been a few hurdles within our own relationships, some speed bumps, if you will, and I think there's probably been that within other relationships or people that we've interacted with as well. I think, um, you know, we we kind of do ebb and flow in the lifestyle and, and make decisions on what's going to be best for us in the moment right now with our life. How does it kind of fit in, you know? Um, and I think this works for people who do have those busy schedules or travel lives. So Dee and I travel a lot for work. And so sometimes for us, you know, one of the hurdles is how do we balance the fact that sometimes we only get to see each other on the weekend or maybe a Saturday every second week um, in really busy times. And therefore, do we want to spend that together or do we want to spend that out having fun with other people? And that does that have its own expectations involved? So um, I think that's been a pretty big hurdle within us because sometimes... Certainly a recent hurdle. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes I've come home and I've said, you know what, I don't want to go on a date this weekend. I don't want to see anybody else. I just kind of want to be within ourselves, within our own relationship, whereas maybe the other partner has been at home. So they're, they're all about the party yeah. and they want to go out and they want to have a great time and, and the other person's been away and they want to come home and, and kind of relax. So that's been a bit of a hurdle for us recently. Yeah, but the, I mean, certainly we've had a, some of the standard hurdles along the way in terms of jealousy issues on both sides, mm -hmm. um, in terms of concerns about how things are progressing. Are we going the right way for our relationship? Are we both still in sync in terms of what we want to experience? There's a whole lot of things along the way that we've experienced and realistically just discussed our way through, actually mm -hmm. figured out, well, are we in the same spot? If we're not, then let's back it off for a while or let's uh, go further in for a while, depending on what we as a couple decide is the best case scenario for us at the time. And, and that changes again on a daily basis depending on, like C said, the travel or the particular events or the good or bad experiences we've had in the lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And so it sounds like the solution to those issues has just been communicate, communicate, and communicate some more about where you are, where you need to be, and realigning as you go and just constant course correction. Is that... Yeah, exactly. You you reassess all things in life. Like I'm sure you guys have thought about, am I in the right job? Am I going down the right career path? I mean, what's to say there's no, what's to say you shouldn't be doing that about your relationship or your lifestyle journey? There is no reason why you shouldn't kind of stand back and say, cool, are we still in this for the same reasons? Is it for each other? Are we, you know, what, what way are we traveling? And is that right for us and, and works for both us? And also, to be honest, uh, is respectful to the people that you're also playing with because, yeah. you know, they have emotions, they have feelings, they they are valuable. So you want to make sure that you're in it for the right reasons for the people you're playing with as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, you guys seem a little too respectful for my liking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I can see your well, point nonetheless. <laughs> I want I wanted to take a really quick step back. I know D you mentioned uh jealousy and I think that that's something that a lot of people either are worried about that they might they may be worried about getting into it or have experienced. Do you have any tips or thoughts on how people could navigate dealing with je- jealousy? I think certainly for me, I, I've not been a terribly jealous person most of my life, which means that when it does happen, I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Right? It's not something that I've – everything in life with more practice you get better at. Right. So given I've not had a lot of jealousy exposure, when I get that, it, for me – I've always found that I need to almost shut down for a little while and just understand what I'm thinking and what my emotions are because I've not navigated these waters terribly often. But that said, there's certainly a few things. The first one for me is embrace your jealousy. You're jealous for a reason. You don't have to be upset about the fact that you're jealous and your partner should respect the fact that you're you're jealous. If they care about you, there should be at least an understanding of, well, let's try and work through this and let me help explain my side. The sides may not be in agreement, but that doesn't matter. It's about understanding the twos and fro's of what either person saw whilst that was that jealous prompting incident occurred. But uh, I think there's a psychologist that, that I've listened to on a podcast and she talks about, you know, flipping when you flip your lid and you just lose all rational conscious sense. You have to wait for that to subside. And for me, that takes a little while. It takes me probably two days to get to the point where I'm comfortable enough in what I'm feeling to then vocalize that to see. It just depends on the individual. I mean, certainly for, for you, you see vocalizes it very quickly. Um, she's dealt with jealousy. Well, I mean, you've dealt. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you've dealt with jealousy a lot more than yeah, I have, I, think I suppose, along the way. You've probably had what two incidents in four years. Yeah, yeah, probably two, uh, and and both of those have been reasonably sized, though. You know, where it took me some time to understand exactly what it what the issue was, even. Certainly a few pieces of advice. One, embrace your jealousy. You should be able to do that. The second one is try to vocalise it the best and calmest way possible to your partner and ask them from the onset to just listen and then offer their opinions, advice, um, remarks after the fact. I don't know whether you guys have realised it, this but you never learn anything from your partner ever (laughs) no because they're too close they're too close as soon as they offer an opinion it's an insult there's there's nothing in between i love you and maybe you should pick up your socks which is an insult so that's that's my advice i suppose yeah no i think that's fantastic advice and being able to to step back and and cool down, and I I don't imagine you're storming around your house in a fury for those two days. It's probably just in internalizing it and trying to mulling it over. <laughs> yeah, understand your own feelings and and also having the courage to just say to say, look, I can't, 
not just yet. I can't talk about this yet. Give me some time. I'll let you know. Not saying when somebody says, are you okay? And you say, yes, I'm fine. Well, that's not what I've ever said. My response has always been, no, I'm not, but I don't know why yet. Give me some time and I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a good way to approach it. And that's hard, I imagine, from C's point of view to to hear that. But at the same time, you're like, well, he's you know he's processing it. It's it's okay. But you don't, at least from my perspective, my uh, experience, you don't want to be that person causing someone to feel that way either. I, it's actually been because it's only happened twice for me. It's been super easy because I'm like, oh, yep, cool. This happens so irregularly that it kind of takes me. I'm like, it takes me by surprise. And I go, sure, take all the time you want. Just don't kill me. Because I don't know what's going on. (laughs) You know, it's so so different. Whereas when we joined the lifestyle, I was a very jealous individual because I had self-esteem issues. I know that now and I can very easily understand it now. But it took me probably a year into the lifestyle before, you know, as Dee mentioned, to not beat myself up if I did feel jealous, um, to embrace it, to recognize it, to voice it. And to stop the whatever that situation yeah. was that we were in that was causing it. Yeah, don't allow it to keep going. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of how we've dealt with it is we talk about it instantly. We're non-judgmental. Uh, I mean, it hasn't. we haven't had any issues for years, but I'm sure that something will pop up in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I- Something you touched on, see, I imagine a lot of women are, and and actually men I know struggle with is self-esteem issues. And I think the easy one for men to say is, oh, well, I'm not big enough or I'm whatever in terms of size. I don't have big enough boobs. Big enough boobs, big enough whatever. I'm not skinny enough. Have you found that the being in a non-monogamous lifestyle has helped resolve some of those things or has helped push those down and get rid of those or has it amplified them? I think that uh, it helps you process them. Like anything, you're always kind of pushing those boundaries, right? You're pushing the fact that you allow yourself the space to think about these things. And so, I mean, there's an element of the fact that you'll come into this and there's all shapes, sizes, age, demographics, whatever, and people will pay you compliments. Some people they take their energy from that and they turn their self-esteem around from that energy. Other people will uh, come to the realization that I need to think about what I'm thinking of myself. I mean, a lot of these thoughts, they're so negative. We, we're we like a bully to ourselves. We're hateful on ourselves, And so you just allow it to happen. Whereas I think if you're in a lifestyle, you think about so much that it forces you to think about that as well. So then you'll turn around and say, is this real or am I just being a hateful bully to myself? And so that has helped me take a stand back and say, I'm being a hateful bully and it's incorrect. And I'm all these really great things that I can also see within myself that other people do. I have to say though, in the lifestyle for me, one thing I've really noticed is that ladies will actively pay compliments to each other, whereas outside of the lifestyle, I think it's almost the exact opposite, that the ladies tend to be a lot more attacking on on each other, you know, and and even their, their pseudo compliments are actually double-edged knives. There's something to it that, that is an underhanded compliment. I've 
really have enjoyed that. And I think you've gotten a lot better embracing those compliments as well. Historically, you used to, when we first started, you were much more like, oh, no, that's not me. When somebody said you've got a nice ass or something, you're like, oh, no, 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 I, you know, I've put on a bit of weight or there'd be something to disarm that compliment. But whereas now I think you've gotten a lot better in terms of just saying, yeah, well, thank you. Oh, you know? I mean, come on, Emma. I mean, let's be fair. If you have been to a lifestyle event, I'm sure you've been in the bathroom at some point in time and there's almost an element of, no, you're prettier. You're more intelligent. No, you are. Oh, no, yes. Look at what you're yeah. wearing. Look at your corset. Oh, you're so much sexier. I wish I could be more like you. No, you're more amazing. Which I'm- is the exact opposite, I think, of what's portrayed on every Hollywood movie I've ever seen about mm-hmm. teenage girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know about you, Dee, but we do the same thing. It's like you've got a great penis. I love the way your cock and balls <laughs> yeah. are just. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, occasionally somebody reaches down and just like, this ball's just so well weighted. Oh, you yeah, know? I'm hanging to the left. You're on the right. Yeah. I'm We're perfect like, for each cool. other. Yeah. yeah, we do the same thing. No, it, there is, um, it's funny you bring that up. It's one of the, the dissimilarities I've noticed is that it's quite unusual for a lady to in the lifestyle to give a man a compliment that is not a sexual compliment yep i find this really yeah. interesting and i'm not really i haven't really figured out exactly why this exists yet um but i'm on my path i will figure it out at some point i think that's interesting i hadn't really thought about it but i i guess now that you say it i i would yeah. i would agree with that yeah so this is us starting that trend, right? We need to find out how to how to uh, motivate that. More compliments. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyone listening yeah, to this, more compliments. compliment people, but not just on their cocks. We, we should, though. I mean, we should all actually pay more compliments to the people that we meet um, outside of the bedroom, outside of yeah. sexuality. I mean, you have an amazing smile. You're super intelligent. You make me laugh. You're really witty. Um your relationship and the way you treat your partner. We call this utopia (laughs) where we all wish the world was. Yeah. Here we are. Sorry. I mean, uh, but but you built, you're building each other up. And I think, and I think that's a world that we all would like to live in. (laughs) Oh, I agree. I totally agree. Unfortunately, I I do believe there will always be haters and, you know, to quote a Katy Perry song. You're literally cutting us down here. Haters got a hate? I don't know what that is. Anyway. No, I I, I don't mean to be negative here, sweetheart. It's just there are – there's always people with different views out there in the world, you know. That's just the reality of it. We've got to embrace the spectrum and that spectrum includes people who – hate and despise and think that non-monogamy is a horrible thing. You know, there's people out there that think that and it's their right if they feel like they want to think that. Mm -hmm. Sure. Whether it's right or wrong is opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. Right. (laughs) Yep. And that's okay. Everyone can have their own opinion, but I guess you don't need to be negative. Yeah. Agreed. So those are – Covered some of the things that you guys maybe have struggled with. Have you found some some huge benefits to your relationship by opening it up that you maybe some that you had expected or some that you hadn't expected along the way? Um, absolutely. I think there's been some huge benefits to us understanding each other for starters and 
allowing each other to understand the emotional, physical, um, sexual, all of the different realms associated with what goes into this lifestyle. You know, there's there's a lot of things. The, the physical side, you know, we we all go through ebbs and flows in terms of weight addition, subtraction. You know, uh, we all have our personal traits or things on our body that we have problems with. And the amazing thing is you can walk into a room of uh, supermodels and they've all got the, exactly the same thing you know guys or girls so that has certainly been an eye-opener for us and it has changed our relationship the ability for us to look at each other in the mirror and say well you know i'm in love with you no matter what your shape you are um i know other people find you sexy as well no matter what shape what you're talking about um realizing there's some intellectual um stimulation that's part of our relationship as well and our relationship with other people. There's a, there's been a mountain of things to be brutally honest. And I'm not sure we could cover them even in the, in the next hour. One thing I'll add is that we also have the ability to have the hard conversations. Steve just mentioned like, you yeah. know, looking in the mirror and seeing the, the person that you love and all the rest of it. I'm going to flip that on its head, no matter what size. I'm going to flip that on its head, and I think we also have the ability now to say you are getting, like, a, you know, you, you're drinking too much, you're eating too much, you're not exercising. I mean, that to most couples to be able to say you're reaching a point where I'm not finding you as sexually attractive anymore as I used to, if you said that to an average couple, like, think about your friends. They would die. Women lose would die. Their mind. Yeah. They would lose their mind, whereas we can actively say now, and we don't say it in a hurtful matter. What we right. say is, hey, babe, let's eat healthy or let's yeah. go and uh, do that run together or join the gym together or whatever. It's it's more proactive. But I think the lifestyle uh, gives you the ability to have the hard conversations about anything, career, finances. You don't do the washing enough. You're not adding enough value around the house. I mean, without it being this crazy big fight, uh, it can just be a very even conversation. Yeah, yeah, but certainly there's some crazy big fights in there as well. Oh, we'd like oh, to yeah. throw them in for good measure. <laughs> yeah. you know, certainly, it's okay. Yeah, you don't yeah. want it to be too perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, absolutely, because then everybody will wonder what you're doing right, and then you'll have to introduce them all to the non-monogamous lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. It's all too hard. But we can just point them to our podcast. That's the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I think that as well. But, yes, I, I, I think there's a – the biggest thing you're probably right is the ability to deal with some of the hard things in life. You know, last year we had a pretty pretty tough year and the, some of the conversations we had would have been very pointed in a lot of relationships. Accusations. Ac accusational, yeah. But the ability to stop and have that empathy to see somebody else's view before you respond is something that this has definitely taught us. Right. Do you guys have any, if just maybe one or two quick pieces of advice for yeah, people? That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> well, go for it. You no, ask no, it. No, and ask it. You I don't, don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> you already asked it. Yeah. Ask it. Well, edit me out. <laughs> Do you guys have any pieces of, uh, I guess, short, short uh, snip, tidbits of advice? This is why I asked it. <laughs> Oh, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. This is why I'm a little self-conscious sometimes. I can't. I think things and I can't get them out. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I love for, it. Go for it. Um, no, do you guys have a couple pieces of advice you want to share with our listeners before uh, we end the conversa- conversation? Yeah. For anyone new that's getting into it that maybe you wish you had known when you got started that you picked up along the way. Yeah. Uh, I think, to be honest, to be kind to yourself, um, to be kind to yourself and to be kind to your relationship. And have no uh, expectations of where this will go or what this means. You know, just allow yourself the space to just be in the moment, whatever that moment might be, as it comes, as it happens, and take take toll of that moment as it occurs or after it occurs. Don't don't kind of force anything, don't expect anything, and just kind of walk away having experiences and be kind enough to say this may be our lifestyle or it may be a hobby or it may be a once a year thing or it may be something we do more frequently and that's cool or it's fine uh, or we might dip our toes in, hate it and walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the ability though to just pause, pause your emotions for as long as you can to have a rational conversation. Yeah. That's that's a, a big guidance because we're all very emotional beings. Yeah, yeah, and I think that can actually be excitement as well. Like a lot of people, when they hear that, they're probably thinking negative, something's gone wrong. Oh, it could yeah. be the flip of that. It actually could be that I'm, uh, I'm going to put this on me so it's not on you, darling, but um, it could be that. Yes, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Pull back. Um, what if I walked away after our first uh, single guy experience and was so excited by it? And I just wanted to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and tell Dee how great it was and it was amazing and, like, I'm just going at 100 miles an hour. Um, maybe that also deserves a pause to allow the understanding that if you do say that to your partner, it's a pretty big deal. This is a big step for you guys. So I think it can be both on the negative uh, situations or also the extremely amazing sex that we have. Maybe we also need to kind of pause for that as well. Yeah, and discuss your way through it rather than just saying best cock ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Not like you can't say that, but you have to expand. <laughs> yes, of course, but that's probably not the line to start with. Exactly. You know, yeah, you don't want to start with that. <laughs> and then just finish with best cock ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As you guys have been going through this, have you found any resources that have been particularly useful to you, whether they're uh, books, uh, podcasts, anything along those lines that you would want to share as uh, something that the listeners could go look up for themselves besides the swinging down on the podcast. I was going to say you could also uh, plug your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, you know, this question gets asked a lot, and I like to recommend three things. I like to recommend the We Got a Thing podcast. I think that that is a great podcast for anyone who's looking for – situations or experiences at a very balanced level you know advice for people there's and that's not just because we love those guys you know that we do but that's not the reason the reason is that before we even knew them they gave us insight into things that we simply didn't understand yeah yeah and the second one is um swinger diaries podcast they did a swinging 101 before they started their new version of their podcast and i think that's great for new people like everything from having the conversation right through to starting a deity profile and then kind of going into the club. 
And then there's lastly that couple next door, which I always say is just for pure sexual gratification, com- comical value and uh, <laughs> sexual insight. Uh, they're kind of like the three. If I was going to say to somebody starting out, they're kind of my three things. Yeah. Right? Beside that, I mean, let's I mean, say, okay, podcast. Yes, absolutely. I think certainly for a balanced view and a softer induction to an open style of relationship as well the um ethical slot the ethical slot is a good good piece of reading you know that'll help you push your own internal boundaries before you start pushing your relationship boundaries and then there's playboy swing it gives a nice perspective of good and bad you know in terms of the swinging lifestyle and also a non-monogamous lifestyle granted with a bias to swinging but it allows you to open a conversation that isn't about porn you know we've porn is something that has a very regimented style in terms of how it flows but um swing is is nice in that it allows you to actually have an open conversation about something uh, non-monogamous without actually being directly involved in the sexual aspects of it right you know and it's before and after you know it's the excitement before so we we use that on the way in and certainly i'd love to plug holly and michael on the way through this as well because they kind of you know they taught us some stuff on the way through that as well so mm-hmm. it, i think it's a, a depending on your stimulus you require um oral visual or kinesthetic i mean i prefer the kinesthetic just because i like to touch things um <laughs> so it just depends on what you're into um, okay. in terms of your learning style but certainly there's a few things there yeah and yeah. i think if i was going to say any advice to somebody who is seeking information it's to seek a varied amount of information that's yeah. balanced and that's going to work for you i think that you know you can even us you can come across some of our stuff and we're very polarizing you can come across a polyamorous um podcast or a Uh, text and it's very you know that way um some people are very you know take no names have a lot of one night stands and that's what they do so i think the biggest piece of information is to seek out information but find something that's balanced and that works well you know you don't want to find something that's it's too extreme one way or the other start with a shotgun and pair your way back to a rifle so you know you have a broad spectrum of understanding and then narrow that up until oh, it becomes yeah. something important. For sure, because there's been some podcasts that even uh, I've listened to where like a particular episode and if that had been my first or second or third, I probably would have thought this lifestyle is full of crazy people yeah. and I don't want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why it's good to have a back view. Yeah. I think that's important to note that, you know, what we've, ta- what we've talked about here are our opinions and our experiences and one of the things we're hoping to do is get as, as many of those different experiences out there so people understand that there's not a right way to do this. Yeah. There's yes. there's the right way for you guys, and there's the right way for us, and those two things may not mesh. Even though we may end up in the same bedroom at some point, sure. that doesn't yep. mean that we have the same strategy, and I think that's important to, to totally put out there. Totally agreed. I mean, we had a conversation just recently with uh, – um, with a single guy who him and his wife are in poly poly relationships as well, but their next big step in their relationship is having sex with other people while they're together. 
In front of each other. In front of each other. Because that's, they started as a separate um, sexual Uh encounters. And for them, I mean, his words were, our relationship is not yet ready for us to have sex with somebody else in the same room. Wow. Wow. You know, so that was blindingly opposite to what we've Our experienced. Lifestyle you know? journey's yeah. Been, yeah. yeah, so it was really interesting to see that perspective. No, that's that's very interesting. Well, if they hear this, they should definitely email us because we'd love to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Same actually funny. Sure. She's polyamorous. He's actually a swinger. Yeah. But they don't have sex if they're both in the same country, country. or engage in sex any with other people. Sex with other people. Yeah. Wow. Uh, or engage in anything or have never seen each other with anybody else. Yeah. That's wow. fascinating. And you know what? They make it work, right? And Absolutely. And yep. so that's just another another data point to say everybody does it different and everybody does it the way that makes it work for them. Yeah. Yep. And yep. So, yeah, well, I mean, we wanted to thank you guys again so much for taking the time to talk to us. and Yeah, before we leave, uh, we want, I guess, if, since you guys do have a podcast, yeah. if some people have questions, where can they find you? Sorry, I got I, I jumped the gun again. <laughs> I tried to <laughs> no, finish no earlier, as always. <laughs> Such a thing. No, no problems. Um, so we are C and D at Swinging Down Under. You can find us on the web www.swinging.downunder.com or on Twitter, Swing Down Under, because for some reason Twitter doesn't allow enough characters to actually put Swinging the full name under. in there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would just to build on that to anybody who hasn't listened to you guys, I definitely encourage it because if you listen to our episode with Jake and Elizabeth a couple of weeks back, they actually pointed out a few episodes that C talked about uh, women's health and how she benefited directly from that. And so I'd urge you guys just to go have a listen to some other episodes. Um, it's It's actually really good. It's a really fun listen. It's one of the ones that Thanks, we guys. still listen to. So, yeah. and that's not just I us. Appreciate that. That's not just us lubing you up for later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Keep well, throwing thank- the compliments my way. I can swallow them. Absolutely. Them I'll set up a, a continuing email that'll just go out every every evening for you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks guys for having us on. Yeah. Thanks thank for Thank you time. guys. It was wonderful meeting you both. Hi guys, we just wanted to thank C&D again for coming on our show. They've been very supportive uh, for of us throughout this whole podcasting journey and we've had a lot of fun getting to know them. So thanks again. Yeah, it's been super awesome how willing they've been to work with us and help us out. And actually they have us on their show coming up in a week or so. so yep, check it out. Something to look forward to. In the meantime, next week coming up on our show, we've got a really awesome conversation with a young couple who blends swinging and poly and just some really interesting relationship dynamics. So it's a little bit longer of a conversation, about an hour and 20 minutes or so. So we'd love your guys' feedback. If that's okay, let us know and we'll we'll work that in in the future. So again, any feedback, we'd love to hear it and we'll see you guys in a week. Bye, guys.